And welcome to another episode of the Philly Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Ryan. What's up, bro? What's up, brah? Long time, uh, long time no uh, no show. And welcome to oh. another episode oh. of the Philly. Whoops. A little, re- little reverb. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll happen. My, my, my bad. Uh, anyway, uh, it's been a little while since we've actually had a show. Uh, holidays and scheduling issues. Uh, so we're glad, uh, you know, to, to finally do a show together. It's been a little, little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, first, I'd like to say, um, who uh, who punched you in the face? Uh, well, it was my girlfriend, and you know, if if you don't fold the laundry in a, in Just a right. specific way, right? You know, it, it happens. It's gonna happen. Well, yeah. I I'm, deserved it. Yeah. And I've learned my lesson. Well, that that's all you can uh, that's all you can do. It's learn your lesson. What's going on, Daryl? What's up, buddy? Uh, so yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, as you can see, anybody, uh, joining our show tonight, uh, we have, uh, decided to, obviously we're going to talk a, a lot about, uh, Kobe Bryant as, as you know, it, it's, it's still very fresh. It's only a few days since this tragedy struck the sports world and, and world in general. Um, so we have, uh, below, we have the purple and gold in honor of, uh, Kobe tonight. Uh, for all of the wonderful informational stuff down here, so um, so yeah, so that's uh, we're doing that tonight in honor of Kobe. Uh, you know, obviously Eric and I talked about it uh, last night, being that we both went to a high school that that happened to play Kobe uh, twice a year. We were in the same conference. Uh, I was uh, we were freshmen when he was a senior, and uh, he uh, whooped us. A big batch of awful, and he destroyed us. And we were a really good team back then too. We were probably the second best team in the in the in the, the, the conference, and didn't matter. Kobe was just so so damn good, too good, too good. Yeah. And uh, amazing. I mean, being the first player to be just straight out of high school, the youngest player to ever score points in the NBA. I mean, the the accolades, the stats, the the, the records that he holds are just almost untouchable. I mean, you, you think of Wilkes 100, and then the next thing you think of is Kobe Bryant. And that that was on tape. That was actually taped. Yeah. That was the closest thing to seeing somebody score at a, a ridiculous amount of points that anybody has ever seen unless you were at the game to watch Wilkes. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Definitely no doubt. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll certainly go down as, as one of the best uh, performances. And Kobe himself will go down as one of the better uh, basketball players in NBA history. He's, uh, you know, fourth all-time in scoring. Um, you know, Le- LeBron just passed him, uh, unfortunately, the night night before. Uh, his, his tragic passing. And unfortunately, the, you know, there was obviously uh, other families involved. Uh, in the accident uh, that, uh, you know, are, are still reeling from all this. And, uh, you know, it's, it sucks, honestly. It's, uh, you know, I, I told Eric, I, obviously, I, I wasn't necessarily a big Kobe fan. I respected, you know, his game, obviously. But being that, uh, you know, he destroyed us in high school and destroyed us in the NBA, 
you know, and, and that whole, uh, you know, rip your heart out comment uh, really stuck with me. And, I, I, you know, and certainly I didn't like the Lakers either. Um, you know, that's, you know, given anybody here in, in Philly who's a Sixers fan hates the Lakers just in general. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's still sad. It's um, for the families and everything. It's hard to put into words. Absolutely. Uh, just thoughts and prayers go out to the families that were affected, and just it, it's awful, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean, the legend will, will live on for Kobe Bryant because he, like you said, is one of the greatest to ever play the game. Uh, and that's not a exaggeration. Not at all. I'm not trying to say that just because he has passed. I'm saying that regardless. I'm saying that if you would have asked me three weeks ago, he is one of the best players to ever play in the NBA, hands down. And, you know, what he did, the way he affected the game, the way he worked outside of the game was, you know, just remarkable. And uh, I'm sorry for, you know, the families, the friends, people that are closely affected by this. It's it's tragic. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, well said. Um yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. It's uh, you know, you 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 think you hear, you know, obviously other athletes and, and celebrities and stuff like that pass away, and you know, you you kind of think like, ah, you know, it's you know, it's you didn't know the person, but you know, when when somebody you you can tell has has an impact, like Kobe did. I mean, think about all just the. You know the, the players in the NBA right now that are in their first, second, third, fourth year, those guys all grew up on Kobe. They, they, that was that was Jordan to them. Like I grew up watching Jordan and Barkley and and you know Bird and and Hakeem Olajuwon and some some obviously you know great great players. But that was that's Kobe for them and and and. You know the fact that right now that their childhood hero, their their sports hero, the reason why they're probably in the NBA, just tragically loses you know his life along with his, his daughter, along with a, a, another another family and, and two other families and the pilot and um, yeah, it's just it's just really sad, just, you know. And, and obviously as a as a father, um, you know it hits it hits home. You know there's a, you know there's families right now that that. You know, I've lost children, and that's something that nobody should really should ever go through. Now, I mean, there's a famous line from a Lord of the Rings movie, and I don't know if it's apropos to relate, but just saying, no father or parent should ever have to bury their child. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, that's an old saying yeah. for sure. It is an old saying. And it's uh, true. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, it, it is very true. Yeah. So, just to, to see and hear, you know, everything that's been happening, the, the, the overflow of support for that family, for the situation, has been fantastic. I mean, I mean, you can cover it 
24-7 for a month, and it still doesn't really sink in in the way that Kobe Bryant affected the NBA and affected the, the lives of people who watch the sport or play the sport. Um, like you said, like he is the Michael Jordan for people who didn't get to see Michael Jordan. But in my opinion, because I did get to see Michael Jordan, he is the closest thing that you could compare to Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's uh, one championship short yeah. of the same amount that Michael got. Five to six, yep. And, I mean, of course he had Shaquille for three, but you're not going to take anything away from him from having Shaquille O'Neal for three. You saw what he could do without a dominant. Yeah, but, jo- I mean, Jordan had Pippen. Pivot's a Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean... I'll t- you're, you're talking about a two or three with a five, not a... Uh, I mean, I hear you. Not a, not a two and a three. Right, I mean, I hear you. It's, it's you know... So, it, it, it's actually more effective to have a Shaquille O'Neal than having a Scottie Pippen. Well, yeah, I think if, I think if I'm building a team and you tell me my second player is either Shaq or Pippen, I'm taking Shaq, obviously. Yeah, if you go by championships, though, Scotty has more than... All right, but he, he also did that on, on Jordan's back, whereas Shaq Boy, and Kobe yeah. certainly did theirs that, together. That proves my argument right there. Well, yeah, I wasn't trying to argue. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So I'm just, I'm just uh, I'm saddened, but also appreciative of what I've seen. What I, you know, there was, there was nobody in my in my time of watching the NBA that had the clutch factor like Kobe. No. That's it. I mean, he was, honestly, when a game came down to one shot, you, you give the ball to Kobe. And everyone knew it. And you could triple team the guy. Yeah. And he would still put up a shot that went in and win the game. No, no, no. No, he, he was, he, you know, he had that next level intensity that will probably never be matched. He was laser focused he were he was going to work harder than anyone and he was going to be more driven than anyone and when he wanted to take the game over and he wanted to do something he did it it was yep. it was something to say for sure absolutely and it's 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 almost an honor for the sixers to have lost to a team like the lakers almost Oh, I mean, I would have obviously rather won. <laughs> um, but yeah, right now, uh, speaking of the Sixers, they're uh, playing Golden State at home. Uh, they paid a nice tribute to Kobe. Uh, there was a lot of purple. I think um, Embiid came out in the number 24 jersey uh, for warm-ups. Uh, he was given permission, being that was Bobby Jones is the retired number 24 for the Sixers. So, they, you know, Sixers obviously 
thought it was, um, you know, a nice tribute to, to allow, you know, Embiid, who is back, by the way, after a uh, you know, long, long absence. And I think uh, I, I also heard Zaire Smith uh, changed his number from number eight to number seven. Um, you know, I think some, uh, like Spencer Dinwiddie from the, the Brooklyn Nets, he changed his number from eight to 26. Um, you know, so you're seeing a lot of tribute uh, actions from not only the NBA and the players, but sporting sports in, in general. You know, there, how many, you know, you know, the Eagles released, a, you know, a statement, um, you know, being that Kobe was such a huge Eagles fan. And, you know, um, Inter, Inter Milan, the soccer, you know, international soccer team in, in Italy. They, you know, uh, also paid tribute to Kobe as Kobe was a huge fan of theirs, being that he, you know, uh, you know, spent some time in Italy. So, um, what's going on, Dan? Um, Dan says uh, hello, all blessings, prayers uh, for the whole sports world, every angle of history. We honor him as well as all the families. Uh, we gotta stay calm-hearted for everyone in all levels and leagues in our history. Yeah, that's well said, Dan. Um, Very well said. Thank for, you. For sure. Um, so yeah, so so obviously, uh, you know, Sixers going against the Golden State Warriors, um, who uh, are ten. I, I, wow, Golden State Warriors are ten and thirty-seven right now. Yep, they they have almost the exact opposite record of us. Yeah, we're thirty and seventeen. It's yeah, ouch, that is bad. Almost. Almost. Yeah. I mean, yeah, close enough. Um, you know, um. So far, Embiid has uh, 18.7 rebounds. Uh, Tobias has 10 points. Uh, Al Horford with uh, 5 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists. So he might get himself a triple-double. Uh, ben with 9 points. What? Raul Neto? 19 points? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? Take it where you can get it. What is happening? I need to see more stats on Raul Leto. Why? <laughs> He's seven for eight, three for four from three-point range. Fifteen minutes, nineteen points. What is going on? Uh, well, yeah, I guess he really wanted to uh, pay tribute to Kobe. Uh, yeah, I mean, let him get eighty-one. Yeah, if Ralph Neto gets eighty-one. I'm done. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ralph or Raul or whatever, whatever the freaking hell your name is, Raul Neto. Come on, this is, this is unreal. Sorry. With the Sixers, where they're at, they have performed well, but it's it's the same Philadelphia story. It's the underperforming against lower seeded teams or lower ranked or whatever you however you want to put it this team that comes in well not comes in that we go and visit and is essentially awful we can lose to because they just play down to the competition yeah i don't understand they are essentially tied with the pacers and just a few games back of most of the Eastern Conference. It's, yeah. It's, it's just frustrating that they are, what, the sixth seed right now? And uh, yeah. 
something like that. Yeah, I, I, they're, they're Yeah. They're, let's say, uh, the Bucks are 40 and 6. Jeez. They're, they're, out, of, they're out of reach. Yeah. Uh, have to go for second place. The Heat and the Raptors are 32 and 14. They are eight games back. Uh, then the Celtics at 30 and 15, nine and a half games back, and 10 and a half games back. Uh, Sixers and the Pacers at 30 and 17. And then there's a big, big jump from seventh seed. Uh, the Magic at 21 and 27. They are 20 games back. So theoretically, yeah. they're two and a half games back out of second place. That is com- completely reachable. And because the Bucks and their schedule and how they've been playing, uh, you know, how many losses do they have? Six? Yeah, six. Well, the Sixers have one of those wins against the Bucks. That is true. Which is awesome. That is true. And you, you have to imagine that getting this team in motion, getting everything together, you know, Ben Simmons not having two points up until like three minutes into the second quarter, you know, like hopefully that does not happen. Uh, but, you know, like this leads me to the article that I'm going to be putting out is that the Sixers are struggling because Ben and Joel are not playing well together. Have you you saw what Ben Simmons can do without Joel Embiid? Yeah. I mean, you, you saw the points he can put up, the, the damage he can do. Without a jump shot, yes, people, without a jump shot. Right. He can put up these points. He can put up double-doubles or the, the close triple-doubles. I mean, the guy is talented. He is skilled. Yes, I know he has a glaring hole in his game. Right. But he is an amazing point guard. Like, he is a very talented guy who can get to the rim and perform well every night. He's young. He's He's got a pretty solid head on his shoulders. And I, I just don't know what what the issue is with him and Joel playing together. Do you have an idea on what is going on here? You know, I, I, I would love to say that it's something as simple as, like, you know, both of them are, are just so ball-dominant that they want to, you know, both be, you know, the man. And maybe maybe there, there's some truth to that, that it's, you know, that they both, you know, want to be want to be the number one guy, but... Honestly, you know, I, I think it's just their styles. Their styles don't really, you know, match. You know, where Ben Simmons is a point guard who should be on the outside taking jump shots, but he wants to be down low and and do all the kind of the mucking and the grinding down there and, and be in the le- in the lane, where Embiid, who is a center and should be doing all that, wants to be out at the three point line thinking he's you know three point shooter. So their their roles are, are very reversed, and it's a you know, it's a weird combination. But you know, I, I heard uh, Sim or um, Embiid uh, say something recently that he you know he he's willing to kind of do whatever is needed of him uh, to kind of take that next step for their team, and and if he needs to, you know, play a certain way to 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 help this team, he's willing to do it. So it's it's great things that you want to hear. So 
Yeah, that is the great thing that I want to hear, but I want to see it. Well, I mean, granted, he, he, I think he just said this, so he hasn't yeah, had time I to... Out, and I know that, you know, the Sixers have actually been doing pretty well without him. I mean, out of, out of the last six, they're four and two, so... Yeah. It's just, that's a very small sample size, but, you know, you only have 80-some games in the year, so, you, you know... Do what you, you gotta, yeah. You got to take every six and, you know, really examine it. Four and two out of the last six. Without their, their best player. Yeah. So there's there's something that is an issue if you're losing games when your two best players are on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, I... And it's frustrating because, you know, I'm sure we all as fans see that, you know, talent-wise, they're one of the top talented teams in, in this league. And they just, for whatever reason, they just can't figure it out. Now, is that a product of coaching? Is Brett Brown, you know, uh, uh, is he our Mark Jackson? If there's a certain lineup of people that need to be traded, need to go, whatever, it would be, you know, Brett Brown number one. <laughs> it would be Ben Simmons and then Joel Embiid. If you're talking about top three people that would need to go to improve this team or make differences, Ooh. and Brett Brown is the most expendable one. You're right. It's definitely Brett Brown number one. I think number two is Tobias Harris. I like to, I like Toby, but if I can if I can swap Toby for, you know, that's the thing for who? Mm, somebody. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. Okay. No, I, I like agree with you because he's so inconsistent that you know it's frustrating. You're you're watching him and he can drop twenty six in a game, and then he can also do nine, and it's like no, I'm sorry. We can't have 26, 9, 20, 3. You, you just can't be that inconsistent. No. I so, but he does present trade value. So you could see moving him. There's also money involved. I, I just. Contracts I, and everything like that. I, I, get, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to trade. I wouldn't want to give up on Ben Simmons. Because ben, ben, trading Ben Simmons sounds to me like he goes elsewhere and he destroys us for the rest of his career. But with what? Not his jump shot. <laughs> well, obviously not with his jump shot, but maybe he'll go to a team that actually forces their players to, you know, I don't know, take jump shots. Listen, I know that there are teams that would want him, but what teams want a point guard that can't shoot a jump shot? I, I, I don't know. Exactly. It's it's tough. And I understand what Brett Brown is going through. Like, not only is he the coach of the team that has a star player that doesn't shoot, but he's also friends with his <laughs> father. father. Right. And he's grown up, you know, seeing this kid play. Like, it's it's tough. So, 
dependable option. I, I, I mean, I agree. And I think, I think if he doesn't make the conference finals, I think they, I think they need to let him go. Plain and simple. If they make the conference finals and lose by a Kawhi Leonard shot, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's still, it's still tough. I mean, they need, they need to get, it. they need to get to the finals. The, the team was yeah, built to go to the finals. If they make it to the finals, you're right. If they make it to the finals, you give them time. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't, the process is over. Agreed. We talked about this almost a month ago, and it's, the process is done. Like, we trusted it. We believed in it. It's, it's oh, we, oh we trusted it. <laughs> oh, we trusted it. And it's done and gone. So it's time for something to change. And it's not going to be Ben, and it's not going to be Joel. It's no, definitely not Joel. Should Joel's not. No, Joel should, Joel should never, never, ever go. Ever. He's not going. No. He's, he's got the heart of the people. And Shirley Temple. Oh, man, I, I just really like a Shirley Temple. Yeah. I can listen to him talk all day. Yeah. It, I would rather see him play. <laughs> uh, very true very true so uh, I need to I need to know something from you 12 I need, I need your 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 hard Philadelphia opinion right now okay I can try and do that what are the Phillies doing <laughs> I don't know I, I, you know, they just they just went ahead and, and, and got all these, you know, minor league contracts to some names that were, you know, good 10 years ago. I remember wanting Francisco Liriano like 12 years ago. Yeah. When he was with... Uh, the Rangers? No, the, uh, the, the, the Twins. The Twins, all right. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. And... Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, I get it. Low risk, you know, high reward kind of deal. If they even make the team, like, cool. Does that, does that equate? Like, no. Does that really matter? It, no, low it doesn't. Low risk usually is low reward in baseball. I mean, you're right. And that's probably what's going to happen. And what is going on with the pitching? You got Wheeler. And you stop. Yeah, you're right. We we said a hundred times during the off season that they're gonna need two starting caliber pitchers, and they got they only got one. And he's been inconsistent. You talk to Mets fans. Yeah, it's it's not like, like it's not like we just signed you know Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> you know, so uh you can ride Kershaw to the playoffs. And then obviously and, he'll choke yeah, there, but and then bench him over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny. Because it's but, true. Like yeah, something like that would make a huge difference with Wheeler. Yeah. Wheeler is not consistent and we're struggling. 
So you're right. I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about what they're going to do for four and five. Because we're going to sit with the guys that we have, which is which awful. is terrible. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be perfectly honest. You know, it, it, it was disappointment city last year. Yeah, it it was rough. I mean, you had people questioning the pitching when really it was Gabe and his his call. Lack of agreed. Yeah. So Gabe's gone. Yeah. Now Joe's in. Well, hopefully that that's enough to equate to, you know, a couple more wins, right? Yeah, I think the the statistical switch is like five or six. Yeah, I was gonna say six games at most. Which is fine. I mean, that helps. You know, I'll take, what is it, uh, 16, 87 and 75, if that's the, the switch. Something like that. So, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll take that. But that's not going to win because the Mets are good, the Braves are good, and the Nationals are good. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. The Braves and the Nationals got better than you, than we did this offseason. And they were already better. They were already better. And they got better. What does that tell you? They're still another year or two away from figuring stuff out. Now, have you heard the Nolan Arenado talk? I have, but I, I really haven't been hearing a lot of Phillies talking those, you know. I think I think he would be a, a great person to add to this team. Uh, I mean, obviously. He improved the offense incredibly with him. I mean, just the pieces that you've added, DD. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, you would have him, Harper, Reese Hoskins, JT Real Muto. Right there, there's that one, that one, you know, I would assume probably two through five. Five, yeah. And then Gene. Uh, right. And then, G- yeah. Right. Uh, um, Scott, D.D., like D. D., right. I mean, that would be a formidable offensive lineup. And then, am I mistaken if not thinking McCutcheon's going to be back? Yeah, McCutcheon's going to be back. Yeah. So, so you have Kutch leading off. You have, let's say, Segura, the two-hole. You'd probably have Ari- Arenado three, or maybe Harper three, Arenado four. Yeah, Harper three, Hoskins, or not Hoskins, Harper four. I'm fine with that, and then and then Hoskins five, Real Moto six. And then where's Well, he's in there somewhere. Holy hell! <laughs> yeah. If you add him, my goodness. Yeah. It, it would be just amazing, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and you have to give up the farm and everyone else. Oh, good. Our farm sucks. <laughs> oh, that's that's what a lot of people are saying. Well, and you don't need Alex. You don't need Alex Baum, do you? I mean, I understand that, but he's your your future third baseman. But if you get Nolan, then yeah, obviously that's soft. Right. You know, you don't you don't care about that. For a few years. I mean, yeah, you'd get him for two years unless you figure out, you know, because he has an opt out in his newly signed contract. So you'd have to figure out how to remove that opt out. 
essentially. So, but you know what's funny is we've been talking baseball and basketball this whole time, and we haven't even mentioned the biggest freaking sporting event of the year that's coming up on Sunday. I don't know what you're talking about. The Puppy Bowl. Exactly. Thank you. Right. Yeah. I can't freaking wait with a kitten halftime show. That labradoodle that's coming in. Holy hell. Skills. <laughs> skills. Mad skills. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, just quick uh, off the top of your dome. Um, who, who do you got winning? 49. Oh, okay. I got, I got the chefs. Yeah, I can see everybody taking the Chiefs. I get it. And I get uh, the Niners. I think it's a very evenly matched Super Bowl, and I can honestly see it going either way. The only reason I'm taking the Niners is because of being the uh, devil's advocate. But yeah. I'm also, I'm also, you know, impressed by their defense, and I think defense wins championships. So. Hmm. Okay. I mean, don't scoff at the Chiefs' defense. They're not terrible. Um, actually not because they're actually point oh one percent better or not percent, I'm sorry. Point oh one points better than <coughs> the uh, Niners. In in points allowed. I was gonna say what category? Yeah. Points allowed, okay. Uh they they match up defensively in a lot of categories with the Niners. I just feel like the Niners are filled with a team that is hungry. I feel like they are hungrier than the Chiefs. Well, That's just my opinion. I hear you. Although, nobody's hungrier than Andy, Andy Reid. <laughs> You're right. The guy eats like seven cheesesteaks at halftime. <laughs> ah, I got jokes. You do. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess... I'm just being the uh, the opposite. I I believe that the Chiefs have a great chance to win, but I think the Niners are going to win. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. You know, I think if you kind of break it down position by position, uh, I think you're probably going to come out with the Niners ahead on on uh, you know most most categories. You know, if you look at you know let's just start quarterback. Obviously, the Chiefs have that one. Yep. Uh, running backs, uh, Niners have that one. Yep. Right? Wide receivers, I'd probably say the Chiefs probably do. Yeah. Uh, tight ends, probably a push. I would say Kelsey has more experience than Kittle, but. Okay. I mean, yes, that is uh, that is technically true. Um, but still, skill wise, I, I give it a push. Offensive line, I'm going to give that to the Niners. Uh, defensive line, I'm going to give that to the Niners. Yep. Linebackers, I'm going to give that to the Niners. Defensive backs, I'm going to give that to the line that, Niners. Linebackers, I would, I would argue with the Chiefs. I would say that might be a push. Um, okay, I mean, I'm fine with that. The linebackers, I'm fine with pushing but it. Cornerbacks, I Yeah, D-backs has definitely got to be, got to be the, uh... And that's important because you have a guy with Patrick Mahomes that likes to throw the ball. Yeah, of course he can move and run, but he's he's known for throwing the ball. <laughs> That's kind of what he does. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G can hand the ball off the whole game and throw eight throws. Eight throws! I mean... Dominate the game. 
It's unbelievable. I've, I've never seen anything like it. Apparently, there's been fewer throws. Like, I couldn't believe that stat. Wait, he, the, himself? No, no, no. The, in it, the NFL history, I think somebody threw seven in a win in a playoff game. Terry Bradshaw. That like makes sense. Nine that makes sense. I mean, you're, you're just going to hand the ball off to Franco, you know? Yeah, I get that. Win. Uh, they're they they have three freaking running backs that can just do whatever they want. Is Mo- uh, Mostert? Mostert? Yeah, is amazing. He, I have he, all my fantasy teams, just so everyone knows. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, how many times did you start him? Right? What's up, Burnsy? Uh, most of the year. Oh, there you go. does look like we're uh, we're a little over uh, our normally scheduled uh, show time, which is fine. You know, we got uh, we had a lot to discuss. Uh, you know, with everything going on. Um, you know, once again, kind of our you know our thoughts and prayers for the for the Bryant family and every every family that was uh, you know involved in, in this tragic helicopter crash over the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, we've certainly said it enough. You know, the sports world has has lost a great player, and you know, again, it's something that I'll never forget. Being able to see him up close and personal in high school, um, and yeah, um, yeah, it's just sad. So, um, Nelly in the house. Uh, yeah, is that Tim Burns? It is Tim Burns. What does that mean? Yeah. What's up, Tim Burns? <laughs> is that... Love it. Oh, oh, I get it now. Nelly in the house. Ah. Yep. I got it. I'm, I'm cool. I'm with it. Didn't even have to say who it was from. <laughs> no, the fact that you knew that. <laughs> and he's now posting uh, uh, gifts of Nelly. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Appreciate that, Burns. Uh, good stuff. Uh, anyway, we're going to get out of here. Uh, it's been uh, quite the the emotional week. Um, don't forget, uh, check out Mike Sports tomorrow at eight o'clock exclusively on YouTube, uh, and then Thursday uh, the TLC podcast for the uh, post review of Royal Rumble. Apparently, a lot of a lot of stuff went down. Uh, I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. So uh, Joe and Eric will break that down for you. Uh, so check that out. Um, and yeah, other than that, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Football Smack Talk Show Monday. Obviously, we'll be back Tuesday. And um, yeah, that's all there is to it. So uh, have anything to add before we get on out of here? No. Uh, everybody keep watching your college basketball. It's... Uh... We're starting to, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. Yeah, it, it is really getting good because the dominant teams that you like to see every year have not been dominant. 
No, you're right. It's been a little weird. You're you're uh, North. Yeah, you're North Carolina. Uh, uh, Tar Heels sucked. Well, congrats to uh, Roy for passing Dean Smith. Congrats to Roy Williams. Uh, but other than that, there's really nothing special about this year. I mean, Cole's nice, but yeah, yeah, that, he's, he's that's about it. Uh, but keep watching college basketball. It's gonna be a fun year, fun tournament, and uh, yeah, just uh, thoughts and prayers to the Bryant family and friends and everything like that. So, yeah. all right. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody uh, for checking in. Um, Dan, obviously, Burns, thanks. Uh, shine on your crazy diamonds. Um, appreciate the, the gift love with the Nelly and everything. Maybe next week you'll, you'll have it under here like the cool kids do. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we're out of here. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your Super Bowl parties. Be safe. Uh, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Um, so that's it. So uh, for the Philly Broadcast. <laughs> I'm Ryan. And I'm Ryan. Have a good night, y'all. All right there. Nolan R&R, bro. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I was going to do a uh, shout-out to Kobe. Broby, Broby Bryant. Broby Bryant. Bryant. Love it. Broby Bryant. So uh, make sure you keep uh, keep yelling Kobe when you're throwing away uh, stuff in the trash can. Uh, <laughs> keep, him, keep a little legend alive, so for sure. But uh, that's it for us. Appreciate it, guys. We will see you next week. Later. Go birds. Go birds. Ah. If you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm. 
Yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.